What's going on, guys? Welcome back to our shows here. I almost, there was like a part of me as I was doing that intro, as I was like thinking about it, I was like, it'd be cool if we had like, I don't know, we don't need our own podcast, but um, that would be, it, it's good that we have like a monthly recurring, you know, I, or whatever it is. We have more than that, but I, I like that, that we got to keep on schedule here because uh, yeah, definitely always a good one. I'm actually excited for today's discussion. We're talking about a topic that I find like, I find it difficult to articulate and also difficult to articulate my own thoughts on. Um and I'll and I'll try. I'll do my best. I'm going to throw it over to you guys. But it's this idea of reconciling, improving your body image, let's say, or your relationship with your body, or self image, or whatever, um, while at, like letting go of caring how your clothes fit. It's like it's almost like sometimes those two are at odds, where it's like you know, um, either somebody doing an intentional gain phase or just letting go of giving such a about what's going on on the scale. But then they come up against like, oh, but my clothes don't fit great. It's like it's almost like this. Everything in their life is going better, but on this other side of the scale, there's like, my clothes don't fit really well. I put on this pair of pants, it was a little bit too tight. I put on this skirt and it was a little bit too tight or whatever it is. And my button, my belt buckle was like one notch tighter or whatever. I don't fit into these old jeans that I had. And and I, and I, I'm, I'll try and paint where my issue with that is, 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 is like everything, usually what's happening in this context is somebody has either maybe gotten away from the scale or they've gotten away from tracking or they've gotten away from trying to be their leanest self. And they're making just such unbelievable progress mentally, fit, just mentally, physically, quality of life wise. And then, and then this happens where they put on a pair of jeans and it all comes crashing down because it's like this, it's like this, uh, it's like a mirror is being held up that you've changed. And not only have you changed, you've changed in a way that is categorically worse because you are larger. Um, and, there's an intersection of that plus I paid money for these clothes. I like these clothes, how they look. Um, and I'm always, I, usually I'll go through a situation with a client where I'm like, listen, like if you, as you went through this process of like letting go of being your leanest self or letting go of meticulous tracking or letting go of the scale and you let your body change a tiny bit for a huge net quality of life improvement, as that happened, if we had like, obviously this is not a real thing, but if all of your clothes in the wardrobe we're simultaneously growing by a proportionate amount. And every time you put those jeans on, they fit you as your body is right now. Would you be feeling this way? And of course you would not be feeling this way. If all, if your jeans grew 1% as you grew 1%, you put them on, they fit exactly the same way. You wouldn't be feeling this way. So like, what do we do with those feelings? And how much how much does how my clothes fit matter? Because I, I, I like, I feel like it does matter, but but how far do we take that? How do we reconcile what's going on here? Or was that all just like a bunch of word vomit that didn't incoherent <laughs> drivel? Oh my gosh. I I mean, there's so much to respond to in what you just said. Um, and I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's a, uh, I don't even, I don't, I, like you said at the beginning, like how to articulate your thoughts about it. It's, it is, it is tricky. Um, and I think a lot of it, you guys, has this ever happened? To oh, yeah. Guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Absolutely. If you, if you can't see this in the video, like this is like literally me, all my thoughts so that, that I'm writing while you're saying these things. Dude, but like, but like what do you do then? What do you do? Yeah. You're like, I, I'll, can I, I'll just throw an example. The, the reason that we're, we're talking about this today is because we originally had a different podcast topic that we were going to talk about. And I was, um, I was packing for a trip. I was recently in South America and I was packing for a trip and, um, in my day-to-day -day life, I don't wear anything but Lululemon joggers. It's just like, I just like, I don't go out. I don't like, I don't like, I'm, I'm just, and when I was a personal trainer, that's all I wore. So I don't have any, like, I barely have any jeans or like literally anything that's like go out in. And I have this bag of clothes under my bed. It's like a, I don't know, you guys have seen it. It's like a big, long, you have these like big, long bags that you can pack and you can, you use them to like move and they can store clothes, whatever. It's like a big, long rectangular bag. And I have like, I don't know, 30 pairs of pants in there. 
that are not that are not Lululemon joggers. They're like jeans and like stuff. And I don't know what possessed me to go through it, but I went through it. And the range of pant sizes that were in there was mind boggling. There were pants I I couldn't get up one of my leg. And I, I texted Jen. I was like, who the f- did I think I was buying these pants? They're like they're like a 30-30 or something. I'm like, they go to like mid-calf and they don't, I can't even zip it up a tiny bit. Like what, you know, and how does that make me feel of like I once fit into these pants? Obviously, I bought them and I remember exactly when I bought them is when I was my most lean and I was so psyched that I could fit into like skinny jeans or like whatever it was. I was pumped and I bought a ton of pants. I don't fit into any of them. There were 30 pairs of pants, 25 of them I'm now giving away. And I just, I just sat there and I was like, Hmm, how do I feel about this idea that I once fit into these clothes? I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars of pants. Uh, so there's like a money part of it. There's like a, you used to be smaller. Can, can you let go of that? Like, did it in a, in a moment here, I, uh, you know, I've been, these pants are almost 10 years old, some of them, which means I've been hoarding them and I've been subconsciously <laughs> expecting that one day I might get back into them. Like I, Jenna, Jenna, every like six months, she's like, you got to go through your clothes. You got to go through your clothes. And, and, and so I've kept them because like what I'm going to lose 15 pounds and get back into these. But of course I'm not going to do that. I've already decided I'm not going to do that, but like even giving them away and buying larger clothes is clearly something I struggled with because why do I still own this stuff? I know I'm not getting back into them. Uh, and so I'm curious, you guys have an experience similar to that in some way? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of both directions, really. I mean, I, d- I definitely have the experience of being, you know, <laughs> we all, like we've talked about before, we're both fitness converts, like started working out with us. I keep forgetting to upgrade the number. It's been like, what, seven or eight years or something. Um, so I have the experience of being leaner. Um, I went into, I went into a bulk and then I actually never have really cut since that time. Right. So, um, there's, there was a whole host of clothes that I couldn't get back to into. So I have that experience. And then I also have the experience that I think a lot of women can relate to of like, you, you have your baby, you, you're a little post, you're a little postpartum. You're so sick of wearing your maternity clothes. And you're like, Oh, I wonder if I can fit into that thing. And you talk about like, you talk about not being able to get it up past your, you know, past your knees kind of a thing. And then, and just, and just like the, all of the negative emotions that come with that, um, that experience too. So yes, like having both and what you, how I've coped with those two different scenarios have been, has been wildly different. Um, and I, it's, it's not, um, you know, with the, with the postpartum thing, I had no skills, no awareness, no, um, no ability to support myself. I mean, it was just, it was devastating. That was like, oh, you're hundred like everything you're saying changed for the worse. Like, um, such a, just like a, like a popping the balloon moment. Cause you know, the reason that you try them on is you think, oh, it's been a little time. Like I'm starting to feel a little bit, I'm starting to feel back to myself a little bit. And you try it on like, no, nothing doing. Right. And so, and I remember people saying to me at that time, like, give yourself a year. And I was like, are you telling me I have to feel this way for a year? This is what you're saying to me. This is supposed to make me feel better. Um, and so I have, so there's, so there's that where I was just incredibly hard on myself. And then of course, doing all of the things that women, uh, you know, without this knowledge do, you know, indiscriminately cutting calories, making emotional decisions about food, trying to over-exercise, thinking cardio is the way, all of those things, right? Giving up on it all. Um, And then, you know, this more recent experience of like, you know, it was, was it 2020 when the, the, the year of ultimate leanness, (laughs) 
so that so ironically, like the fact that it happened during the pandemic just says a whole hell of a lot well, of experience. But like, well, right. Well, please continue. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not an accident that it happened during the pandemic because there was more time to focus on it, more time, you know, gym time and all of that. Right. So that experience getting super lean, this one even got me to buy white jeans for the love of heaven. <laughs> it's seven pairs of white jeans, seven pairs of white jeans. So out of like, factory. Yeah, it was like five, it was like five or seven pairs of white jeans. And I'm like, I don't actually think I've ever worn these. Like I bought them at, it, like as like an idea of what I would go do or something. I just thought, anyway, whatever. I know that. That's just like, I, I, I was like, how, why do you have so many white jeans? I, I have no idea. I don't fit into any of them. <laughs> And the, no shade to white jeans and not that you have to be any sort of type of person to wear them. But I like anyway, jeans, yeah. just a little out of my comfort zone. Older than you uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways. And then, um, yeah, realizing like, I, I even went from that, from that leanness to even like intentionally gaining weight. Um, and then realizing like, like, I just, I, I really have not gone into, a deliberate cut since that time. I tried with you and like a couple of weeks and I was like, I just, I do not have the mental space for this. Um, and so it, and, and I would say that I have, I have worked towards peace with myself. Not that it's not that I feel amazing about it all the time. Um, but it is when, when those, I got rid of those white jeans, <laughs> I got rid of them and I haven't looked back. Um, because there's like, there. First of all, step one, if you feel like, you know, I feel like step one is, is in body acceptance is getting rid of the things that make you feel like shit. And so that was, that that, was part one. What? Yes. That, how do you feel about that, Nat? This idea that like, you know, it's like, it's like the Halloween candy. It's like, Hey, like get rid of the Halloween candy. Like just throw it out. It's like, just give away your clothes. Like. I would say the, the, the counter is like, well, these are, I've paid a ton of money for these and you know, like. Uh, I, I just, I like them. They hold like sentimental value. I don't actually think they hold sentimental value. I hold, they hold other value. Um, well, actually the sentimental value thing. I, I mean, you're, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a little bit of a nostalgia hoarder. So I have, I same. save clothes that I actually don't wear. Oh, yeah. Like I All the have a sweatshirt from my grandpa and a sweater sure. from my mother, like things like that, that I save just because I, just because I like them. So that, that sure do sure do do that but if it's if you're holding on to it so that you can haze yourself there's a difference well and the nostalgia of like the time that i was my leanest that's not a nostalgia piece that's, that's what I'm just saying. like it's yeah, dark. exactly I mean, they're completely different right i have a lot of opinions about this only because i feel like out of the three of us i'm actually a little excited because i feel like i'm an expert in this area <laughs> i mean I, I have i mean i have had a, i mean we've talked and uh, you know definitely on this podcast about your both of your genetic potential right but i mean i have been within like a 60 to 75 pound weight range basically my whole entire life so i have had a variety of sizes between you know, six to 16, right? So I, I have a lot of thoughts about this because obviously I've lived it and experienced it, but what's interesting about it is that while it, I'm not immune to the effects of like clothes feeling tighter, I definitely have a little bit of a different strategy. And so like, let me just share this with you. I mean, first I want to like say super thanks Jordan for like just acknowledging the fact that guys go through this too, right? I think it's, we can definitely like, you know, reduce it down to like a woman's problem. But I think it's awesome that like, you've actually said like, dude, it sucks. Like I feel like 
when I have all these clothes, you know, I've spent maybe thousands of dollars on some really cool pieces that like I can't fit into. And like, that is really what people say. Like I have a lot, like I have a lot of clothes that I can't fit into anymore. And yes, there is a solution of like, get rid of them, buy them, you know, buy new ones and things like that. Or, you know, the, the new trend is like buy like 12 really great pieces that you can just rotate through all season long. So that, you know, like get like two pairs of like really good jeans and, and, and like not all of us like our closets that way. And also from a, even a financial standpoint, some people like aren't physically in a position to be able to just buy a whole new closet whenever. Right. And I think, you know, I think of that old like, saying that like the clothes make the man, right. Like we kind of grew up in a generation where like that was like a narrative. And, and while I understand what they're trying to say there, I think a lot of times we lean into that too much and how we have this belief that like we were saying in the beginning that being larger is worse. Right. Or like any time that like you cannot fit into something, it automatically means that you look worse or things have gone south. Right. Which we know, especially as, you know, people are exploring build phases or even just lifting in general for the very first time, your body is going to change. Like when you gain something <laughs> like gains, like your, your physique is going to change. And also throughout your whole entire life, it's going to change whether you've gone from a cardio body to a strength training body, from having no babies to having babies to, you know, like, uh, even as you age, things obviously change, right? So I don't know why we don't leave a lot of allowances for this kind of change in our life. And we just assume that like, we should be able to wear what we were even five, eight, nine years ago. And can we also not even, why would you want to? Well, well, and like, can we not even address how much fashion has changed over the year? I mean, how sophisticated our fabrics have gotten. I mean, we have so much stretch in things now. It's so amazing. Can you remember like your very first pair of like Levi's that had zero stretch, Right. And like, I mean, we're still wearing button flies, right? <laughs> it's like, there, there's a lot that's changed is what I'm trying to say as far as from like a clothing landscape. And, but yet we still judge ourselves for the things that we can't get into, even though just clothing styles have changed. I mean, we don't, we even need to spend an hour talking about low rides, right? Compared to like high waisted now. I mean, it just, there's so many different things that go into your clothing besides just the size that you were or were that or was well, and even just the indeterminate either. sizing that like from one brand to the next, you know, a hundred percent. And so, I mean, I think to your point, Jordan, it's like, you know, people shop, you know, when they finally get to like their leanest or whatever, because they've decided this is who I am now, right? Like mm-hmm. nothing is going to change. I've hit this like super low weight or I feel my best or I'm my, my most jacked or my most leanest. I mean, I'm fully guilty of it. I bought these pants, like when I was at my leanest, Heidi has some clothes too. And yes, I definitely can't get into those now. But what was I doing thinking that because I had gone to this place that it was never going to change either, right? And what, what has weight loss and weight gain over the cycle of my life taught me that there's no, you can't freeze anything. <laughs> Even in your best efforts, you still can't freeze anything because you're either going to lose some muscle mass, gain some muscle mass, lose some body fat, gain some body fat. And so what the solution for me has been is to be able to shop within like a 10 to 20 pound weight range for myself so that I always have options, no matter what size I am or how I'm feeling. And I think have like, is your closet indicative of how rigid you have to live your life in order to feel good about yourself? That is what your closet is telling you. Like if you have this narrow margin of like only within five pounds, do my clothes feel good on me? Is that also how you live the rest of your life? Like white knuckling it you know, you're always in a cut. You're always trying to lose three more pounds or I'm creating a buffer for myself. So that way my clothes don't ever get any tighter than they really are. Like, you know, I, you know, we know people like this, right? Like they, they have no, they cannot be comfortable outside of a five pound range, three to five pound range. If you create your closet like that, it's going to bite you in the ass at one point (laughs) or the other for whatever reason. And so if your allowance 
for your life and kind of what you're talking about in the beginning when you're really actually probably enjoying your life more is when you are going to have a little bit more of a fluctuation because you've chosen to care about other things besides this specific number or this specific weight or this specific pant size, right? And and it's more about how you're living your life than it is really about your clothes, right? You know, positive, negative, whatever you want to call it. Like if you allow yourself to be able to have pieces of clothing that you feel amazing in within like a 10 to 20 pound range. And I know people don't like hearing that. They hear 20 pounds and like, are you freaking joking? There's just no way I, even 10 pounds drives me crazy. And I get that. Like I definitely like myself's 10 pounds lighter for sure. But if I don't have that allowance in the clothes that I have to wear on a day-to-day basis, then I'm literally going to walk around feeling like crap all the time about myself. Does that make sense? Totally. I think the strat, I'm trying to think of a, I think of like a, purchasing strategies kind of what you said it's like uh, uh making sure that yeah so th- what what i think of is the strategy is acceptance the strategy is acceptance that like i am allowed to buy those pants when i'm super lean but like i can't i should have to accept that i'm buying them and they fit me now and i have to like forgive myself in the future when my body changes that the, nothing is, is bad has happened and i have to accept that i'm not buying these pants for every day for the rest of my life that, mm-hmm. that things will change so i think that there's it's always it's like unfortunate sometimes because it comes down to some really tough work which is like introspection and acceptance uh and being real with yourself and and finding out where your values are and so yeah i think if if you actually sit down and you and you i, I think a lot about like building muscle and i'll i think about like clients that are doing like a lot of back work and they're like love it they love the train they love hypertrophy they they want to look fit they have all these things that they say they want and then all of a sudden they're like well my lats don't fit in my bra or like my my ass doesn't fit in my new glutes don't fit in my jeans and it's like okay well like you have you have two things that are like up against each other here. Like which one is more important? I'm not, I don't know. You could pick whatever you want. If you're like, hey, I don't feel like buying a whole new wardrobe. Let's not grow my glutes a whole lot more because I don't want to have to do that. that that's a totally fine position to hold as long as you're in a good headspace about it. But it is just coming down to like, I hate like a, making a pros and cons list, but like essentially that's what you're doing of like, okay, all of these things are going great in my life. Relationship with food is good. Relationship with body. I'm building muscle. I'm strong. I'm fit. I'm going to headspace. My headspace about food is amazing. But that probably that has changed my body a little bit. The cost of doing that meant my body changed a little bit. And the 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 mirror that's being held up to me is that, hey, you've changed and you've changed in a way that's categorically bad because you're larger and you don't fit into these clothes. And then what do you do then? You have to sit with those two things like, okay, like all of these things are much better in my life, but maybe I need to give away some clothes. And, you know, again, I, I hate the I always get cringy because people are like, you're telling people to spend more money. Not everyone has money to buy new clothes. And it's like, I that's fair. That's fair. But that's fair. I don't want to assume people's financial and, and that you said that as well. But I do think that there's an element of like, give them away, give it away. If it's something that you had 20 years ago, that's like, doesn't fit you. It's making you feel like about where you are now. Like either if you can't have it in the house, like, like Heidi said, if you, if it's making you feel like crap, it's a lot like social media. It's like curating your social media feed of like, that's making you feel bad. Like that's a lot of what social media is it's like subconscious you're looking at something and subconsciously it's making you feel bad about yourself. A lot of times that's what's going on when you're like in your wardrobe looking at stuff. You're like too fat for this, too fat for this, too fat for this. It's like, that's just not, it's not a good place to be. Like get the f- rid of it and and move into a place where you're like, you know, some form of acceptance of like, uh, you know, I've, I'm throwing away those pants. I've had them for 10 years. I know that it's not difficult. I know that it's not easy. Um, and I, I didn't want to throw them away. So I was like, oh, maybe you'll get leaner one day. Maybe you'll get leaner one day. Maybe you'll go back to that leanness. I look up pictures of myself when I was that lean. I literally wanted to go back in time and like voyeuristically look at myself back in the day to like, oh, this is when you, I have a picture of myself in the dressing room 
trying on these pants back from 2014, maybe, um, that I looked at and I did that. And it wasn't like a super dark thing. I was a little bit interested in like when these pants were from. I knew that that I remembered this picture. But yeah, I think that there is an element. I want I want to be, you know, it'd be great content. It'd be great content for us to just scream, throw them out, throw them out, just throw out the clothes, throw out the clothes. It's not that simple. And I get it. And I just want to say out there to the listener, mm-hmm. I know it's not that simple to just throw out everything that doesn't fit you right now and buy a whole new wardrobe that there's there's real nostalgia. There's money that you spent. I know it's not easy, but I want you to really consider if that's going to be a net win. I don't know if you guys like the whole Marie Kondo stuff. Like, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't actually read the book. Joy. Like, I love right, it. But I, just, I understand I the concept, totally right? Back chest, kids. But that concept, you're right, <laughs> Heidi, that concept to me is like, you know, I, I was sitting here and I was like, there are parts of me that I want to hold on to these pants, but there are also parts of me that really want to get rid of these pants and just move the f- on with my life. Yeah. And they both exist in me. And I just had to figure out which one of those was going to win out. And I just gave them all away. And yeah, what you're saying is so profound. Like I, I, I go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying it's, it's what's interesting about it is like a lot of people don't even want to because they feel like they're surrendering to. Yeah, right? they're giving if up. I buy a going back size, to those that means that means there's this weird way that I've actually kind of accepted the fact that I'm the size now, or that I put on some weight. Yeah. Refuse to yeah. accept that because they feel like they're giving up, or they're letting themselves go, or they're just giving in to like where they are, and that's like not really fair. Yeah, totally. Well, and what, like everything that you just went through, Jordan, I mean, you were like talking about it, like a pros and cons list and like, like the way you're breaking that down is, is breaking up all or nothing thinking, right? Like you, like the way you're, the way you're looking at both sides, both sides of the coin, coin, right. And like, that is, I mean, all or nothing thinking is exactly like what you talked about. It is uh, indicative of cognitive dissonance of two competing beliefs. Right. And um, realizing part of emotional intelligence is being able to feel multiple things at the same time. Right. As uncomfortable as that is. Right. Cause we, we love like (laughs) it's, 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 it's great. The few moments in life where something is like strictly all good or strictly all bad when, when most of the, most of life happens in this like messy gray middle. Right. Um, But also what you're talking about too, even just from like the way, you know, bodies are just a huge shame trigger, right. The way we should look the way we, the way like, this, this expectation and ideal that first of all, isn't even really possible for everyone. But anyway, I digress. The, 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 the point is like, we all have at for sure women and probably most men, there's just not as much conversation about it, have a lot of shame about their bodies and their appearance and all that kind of stuff. So when we're talking about, you could also argue that everything we're talking about is also a form of like, triggers in your environment versus like glimmers, right? Like triggers being like things that set off an emotional reaction in you that put you into like fight or flight, for example, like you put on the, you put on the pants, they feel, they feel too tight. Immediately you have a surge of like, I've got to fix this, you know, hypervigilance sets in like, you know, you're, you're often running in like a, in like anxiety perfection pursuit. Right. But then similarly, like when Nat's talking about like, clothes that feel like supportive and you feel, you feel attractive in, or you, you like how you look those, you could also argue, argue are glimmers that are actually very like regulating for your nervous system that help you feel safe and connected in your body. Because it's, it's, we all know that spiral 
of like feeling like you need to lose weight to be okay. Um, but, but efforts that start from that place are, if they are successful, I, I, I would argue most of the time, those are the people that gain it all back as soon as they're done. Um, so it's, it is things that start things that are fueled by shame only create more shame. So it, it, it's not just like namby pamby, like, oh, you should really buy clothes that fit you or whatever. It's like, it's not, no, it's not, it's not, it's not just fluff that we're talking about. And we're talking about emotional health here as well. Well, and I think what's interesting is that, and we've seen this with a lot of our clients too, like they don't feel like they're deserving of treating themselves well and caring for themselves well, unless they weigh a certain amount Mm. or they look a certain way. So true. And you know, I just, I remember thinking, and and I have never been super lean. I think even at my leanest, I don't know that I would ever consider myself that, but I remember thinking to myself, probably in my like, you know, so I'm a hairdresser by trade and, you know, our industry is very, very image driven. Of course, like we make people beautiful all day long. We are supposed to dress incredible. I mean, this is, this is my industry, right? And we're in front of mirrors all day long too, PS. So I remember thinking like, oh, I love clothes. I love clothes so much. Like if I, I love clothes so much that I really should be thinner for how much I love clothes because, you know, I, in my mind, it was like clothes look better on if you're on, on thin people. Correct. And then, but at the same time, it was always this dissonance where like, but I also love food. So it's like, I don't, I never felt like I could have both, but what was interesting about it is like, even, you know, from size six to 16, I really did feel deserving that I should be able to dress amazing no matter what size I was. And I really leaned into that because I, I think it, you can dress beautifully no matter what size you are. You can you can spend as little money as you want. Like I mean, my whole closet is not chock full of like designer pieces. Like I love me some Target, H and M, Forever Twenty One, all the way to some free people, Lululemon, whatever. But I have a variety of things that I have in my closet that support the way that I want to feel about myself. And I think that there's something about when you purchase clothing, no matter what size you are that show yourself that you have respect for who you are as an individual. And that's really what it comes down to. If you only respect your body when it's super lean and you can buy like a size like four or two or whatever it is, or you have a belief that only people who are valuable who can wear those sizes, then yeah, of course, that's going to be your conditional closet, right? But I have like probably, I would say four or five pieces that are, I mean, I've spent some seriously good money on them. One of them is this like red free people dress. Basil calls it my carpet dress, but I don't give two shits about what he says about that because it's a freaking killer dress. And it doesn't matter what size I am because it always looks rad because it's just that cool of a piece. And it cost me 200 bucks, which is actually a pretty big spend for me for a dress. But it doesn't matter because even on my whatever fluffiest days or the day my body image is the worst, if I put that dress on, I feel like a million bucks. And it's like, if you don't have a couple things that you can have in your closet that are supportive to you, like through whatever phase of life you're in or whatever size you are, then you are not actually supporting that. I mean, this is what, this is having compassion for yourself as an individual and the belief that you are worth, you're a worthwhile, worth it human. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this kind of closed conversation comes down to. Like if I'm only valuable and I can only look really good when I'm smaller or I can fit into these, these clothes, then yeah, you're right. Because that's the condition you put on it for yourself, right? But if you deserve that, like no matter what, like sure. So maybe I'm going to be in leggings a little bit more this season of my life than I would be, you know, whenever. You can also make leggings really amazing too, right? I just, I think that most people don't allow themselves to feel deserving just because they are who they are. It's always conditional. And that, I mean, the beauty of clothes, especially nowadays, there are so many amazing pieces of clothing out there, like for everybody, every shape, every size, every budget. And 
I think that like starting with like, no matter if you're not the size you want to be or whatever, but like going out and treating yourself kindly and like buying yourself something that you enjoy or a piece that you feel awesome in, like you feel amazing in, like that is really part of that confidence piece that people always think weight loss gives them. I think, I think that a lot of it is, um, I think that the idea that you would look at a piece of clothing that you once fit into and knowing you don't fit into it, or you had that experience of putting it on and that having an initial negative feeling. And Heidi was saying that like, like emotional intelligence is like feeling multiple things at once is that I think that that's where it stops for most people where they just feel that emotion and they get down about it. And like you said, maybe it turns them into a dark place of, well, I got to fix this. But the question that I, that I, and this, we always talk about this was like, are you holding space? I, I usually hate the phrase holding space. Like, I just don't even know what it means, but I'll explain what I think it means in a second. But are you holding space in your life to, to, to talk about the other things, talk about feel, to feel the things in your life, to appreciate the things in your life that have either improved in one direction and this other direction has maybe gone in the direction you're not thrilled about or that just are good in your life? And are you holding space to have a, a different feeling, to acknowledge different feelings? And then, I'm going to give an example of one that's close to home for me right now, which is watching Jenna go through her wedding dress situation. And I will say that I don't want to get overly emotional about this, but I think Jenna could wear a paper bag and most beautiful girl in the whole world. And I cannot wait to see her in her dress and she could wear anything. And I can't wait. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the happiest person ever. And she's going to look beautiful. And she's not even like the, in the worst headspace about it. And so just watching her, who's not, who I know isn't in the worst headspace, go through it, like really go through the ringer about like needing to fit into the dress. I'm like, you know, and she's so in tune with how much life is better with more food. Every single day I hear about it. She's in a cut right now. She's, she's, listen, she's trying to lose weight to fit into the dress. And that can be done in a, in better and worse headspaces. Of course, she's doing it in a fine headspace, but even in a fine headspace, it's still it's still, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, why? Why not get a dress that fits you here? Why don't you get a dress that fits you here? Why five pounds less for one day? You know, and and the, the, the counter argument is like, you're also allowed to like, want to look really good on this day. Like you're like, I don't want to take that away from somebody who wants to, you know, like I, I don't get to say what's important or not, but I'm just like, why do you need five more pounds? And then the dress tailor, why don't it just tailor to you now? Like, not only will you, I, in my eyes look perfect, but that's just like, a, like you, this is literally an opportunity. I gave that example before of like your clothes, like magically getting slightly larger as you get slightly larger and fitting perfectly. This is a portion where you have a team of, of, uh, people, people who work, people who, uh, tailors, let's say whatever. I don't know the right word, but you have a team of people who are going to make this fit to your body. Like use that and be like, all right, I'm not going to change my body as much. I don't need to be fitting into this exact mold for this thing. And so I just been watching her go through that. And I'm just like, I I, just, I think to myself, I would never, that's like a thought. And there's a privilege there for sure. You know, that, that there's a privilege there for sure of like, I have not struggled deeply with, you know, I've never unintentionally gained a, a, a more weight than I'd like to. I've been 40 pound gap in my life, but mostly intentional. So I take that off the, the cards there, but I'm just, I don't know. I think it's, for Jenna, what happens is the, those feelings will come up of like, I got to lose a couple more pounds so I can fit into this dress. And at least for her through therapy, frankly, and and us talking about it sometimes, she's held space for, uh, you know, acknowledging that there are other things in her life that are really great and and to to like feel some form of compassion towards herself of like, life's better with more food. Life's better when I'm not my leanest. Life's better in this weight bracket. Life's better in this 
size bracket for me. Um, and so it's a, it's a matter of, are you holding space to, to, are you, and when I say hold space, I mean, are you going to therapy? Do you have somebody you talk to about it? Do you have just like, have you acquired those skills of introspection over the years in some way that when that feeling happens, if I put on the clothes, that there's a competing feeling that also comes in of like, oh yeah, these clothes don't fit, but every, uh, here's the laundry list of things that are better these days that are, you enjoy more these days that like you'd have to give up to fit back into these pants if you wanted to do that. Like, are those feelings creeping up? I find that that's all I'm doing these days with coaching sometimes where it's like somebody has a negative response and they don't yet have the, they're not, they don't yet have another part of their brain that goes mining for positives, that goes looking mm -hmm. for positives. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, but hey, like I'll hold up a different mirror of like, oh yeah, but look at these things you've said and look at these things that have improved. And um, that's, I don't know if you, I don't, it's the same with the scale. Like, I don't know if you ever put on those pants and they don't fit and you don't give a shit. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but what I do think is a thing is putting on the pants in having that initial emotional response and then having your brain be well, like those neurological pathways are grained in where you immediately go to, oh yeah, but all these things are really great and this cutting stuff. I don't need to be 125 pounds <laughs> to fit into this because I'd have to give up all this stuff that I really care about right now. Yeah. I, I, first of all, you're, you're, a, you're a man among men, Jordan lips, fitness. So <laughs> love all those thoughts. Um, I think, and I think the concept of holding space is it is a, like, it is a hard thing to learn how to do and, Definitely. and to even maybe to articulate, like yeah, to me, sure. it is like, it is allowing, um, like in that example of like the, the, the pants not fitting and feeling an immediate reaction and like running with that reaction. Right. Like, <clears throat> or, or, um, maybe even suppressing it and being like, well, screw this. Like, I don't care or, or whatever. Like there's, there's, whether you're resisting or over identifying with the emotion, um, that that's, that's going to come with some negative ramifications. Holding space is, is like, it's like allowing, it's allowing yourself to feel, um, it's, it's the difference between a stress response and a stressor. Um, like we, we all know the experience of like having a good cry and like the, like you're, you're done crying. Right. And the stressor hasn't changed, but you've like cycled through that stress response. I always think of the analogy and I know I've shared it before, but of like the, the passenger and the flight attendant. Yeah. As a passenger, we all get on the plane thinking like, I don't know that any of us are thinking like, you know, there could be turbulence on this flight. Right. And even if you've flown before, if turbulence comes out of nowhere, you're, you're like shook. Right. And so the, like, you can't help, but have an emotional reaction to things. Sometimes it's not about controlling how you feel all the time, but similarly, if you, this other part of the brain you're talking about that goes mining for positives, it's like, if we don't have that, um, the, you know, the passenger thinks like, holy, holy shit, what am I supposed to do? I, I better go fly the plane to make sure this doesn't happen again, as opposed to like a, looking at the flight attendant who's like, hey, this is all like part of the, this is all part of the process. Nothing's gone wrong. Just stay in your seat. You know, like that other part of your brain that can sort of like hold space and support support you while you're having that emotional reaction. So like when you're talking about that, like the negative feelings come up and then having the wherewithal, whether you have to put some sort of visual cue, like a post-it note with an affirmation or, or somebody you can talk to, or like, what kind of support system do you have in place when those negative feelings come up? And so when you're talking about like how that is how I have coped with it, 
over, over the past couple of years. It doesn't mean that like, I feel amazing all the time, you know, or, or I'm desperate to get back to my fighting weight or whatever, but it's like, I, I am so, I, I have worked really hard at establishing that balance for myself of like, okay, so, but also like, you know, when I was at the leanest is also when I had the most anxiety in my life. So it's, it's, it's not always the dream that we think it is, you know, of like, of, uh, you know, being your leanest is not sustainable forever. (laughs) And, and, you know, caring about the quality of your life and how you feel more than, more than what you, what you look like. And I'm not saying that losing weight is superficial. In fact, like counting macros and working out consistently has been like the best things I've ever done for myself in my life. Like hardly superficial, hardly. It's like you you can learn so much about yourself and and self-awareness through the process. So I'm, I'm not diminishing that at the same time that there's, there's more to, um, taking care of your body than just uh, getting lean or what it looks like. Well, I think it also comes down to like, how do you, how do you want to feel okay through the whole process, right? Like, how do you want to show up is, is, is really where the beliefs are tied to, right? Like if you believe the best version of yourself showing up as the best version of yourself is your leanest self, then sure. It's going to, it's going to affect everything, right? From the clothes that you decide to keep or you don't keep, or yeah, the wedding dress, right. Or, you know, the postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, gene experience or whatever it is. I mean, all these things we have beliefs tied into, right. And, and to the point, like there's nothing, you're fully allowed to pursue whatever you want in whatever context for whatever event you want to too. Right. But I think what's cool about like where Jenna is now is that she knows that she can be okay either way. Would she like to show up, you know, maybe five or 10 pounds lighter in a wedding dress? Sure. But also we know that Jenna will be okay even if she doesn't, right? Because she has you, she knows She knows that her life is really good. And I think that's part of it too. Like if you have to believe that you have to inherently change who you are to have a good experience, mm-hmm. then everything is hinging on that, right? Which is, we see that, right? Like in order to have a good time on my trip, I have to lose 15 pounds. In order to like, I mean- there are two rules in hairdressing. We don't change your hair before your wedding or when you're about to give birth. We refuse. Like I, if a, if a woman comes in and she's like eight months pregnant, she says, chop all my hair off. We're like, we won't do it. Oh my gosh. You, we don't make any drastic decisions. We're in this heightened state of emotionalism. And the same thing goes with weddings. Like I can't tell you how many women who are brunette, like they've been brunette the whole entire time. They come in and they want to be blonde for their wedding. And you're like, that's not even what he, he, he didn't even propose to you as a blonde. Like, why are you going to be blonde all of a sudden? You are, you are not this person. You are a brunette. Right. I mean, it's, it's, but people just think that I want to feel a certain way at this moment in time. And I want to feel, I believe this is my best. Right. Like, and, and it's, it's interesting because it's, it's what we're asking of ourselves. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There definitely are people who are like, I like, I have this guy, Leon, bless his heart, but like, he would always bring his girlfriends in and be like, do you make her blonde? I'm like, she's a brunette. And she likes being a brunette. I'm not doing it. And he'll be like, but I really think she looks great. Blonde. I'm like, and she looks great as a brunette. Like, stop freaking trying to change her. Like, there are going to be people like, like that, right. And, and well-meaning individuals who are like, Oh, are you going to like, you know, lose weight for your wedding or, you know, Oh, how long has it been since you've had your baby? Like, you know, like whatever. But those are the people that we don't need their approval from. And it really comes down to like, how do you feel about yourself? Right. What can you be okay in a size, a pant size larger? Mm-hmm. And if you can't, that's the work, right. That's like, most of us want to feel okay and acceptable as is we want to know that we're safe right now. 
but it's our thoughts that definitely, and like the outside, you know, like, yeah, putting on a pair of pants that you don't fit anymore can make you feel like you're not safe anymore. Yeah. Well, totally. And I, and I realize like a lot of, you know, it takes time and practice and effort to like, to reframe a lot of these beliefs and, you know, a lot of emotional investment has gone into some of these, like these self-defeating beliefs too. And it's, so it's, it's, it's hard to give some of that up, you know, even like in that example of like being postpartum or whatever, and people saying, give yourself a, give yourself a year, like, you know, you put all this emotional investment into like how, how you look or how you think you should look or bounce back culture or whatever. And, and it's just so interesting how that is like, you know, what'd you say in the beginning, Jordan, about like, we've gotten worse, right? Like, like this idea that like, I've depreciated because I don't feel like I look the way I do way I should or whatever. And just how, like how our, our bodies are not just like this thing that we haul from A to B, like they, they, like our bodies are having its, uh, have a, having it, having its own experience below our conscious awareness. And like, like how, how, how giving tree esque it is to be like, to be like, I'm, I just had a baby and, and, and I'm, and I hate myself because I can't lose the weight. Like that's, that's, that's where I was, you know? And it's just like it, that it, it boggles my mind now, even though I remember being in that place, it's just like, I just want, I just, I wish I could go back and just, I, you know, I, I have an EMDR, but I really wish I could go back and just love on her, you know? All right, Jordan. Final thoughts, and then close out. Yeah, final thoughts uh, are on some level. I don't. We. I don't want to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tangent again. If we, if you do give me a final. If you if you don't no, give do me it, like do it, tangent, we got no, 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 I don't need a tangent. I don't need. I, I loved. I've, I've loved everything that we've said. I think we put. I feel like we we're gonna. I don't want to repeat a ton. I think that there's an element of throw it the f- out, get rid of the stuff. Uh, there's an element of that. Don't feel bad about doing that. Don't feel bad if that's going to be the thing that your gut tells you makes you feel better. That that has been my experience. That I it's it's uh, it's un, it's more likely the case that you're making a mountain out of a molehill of like you're going to get rid of these clothes and you're going to like your life's going to drastically change because one day you'll fit into them. You really wish you had them. That that that, that that's that's probably not going to be the the case. The problem. It's more likely the case that you won't think about them ever again. Like it's more yeah. likely the case. I don't think that that's always going to happen, but that's more likely the case that again, if you, you know, most of us financially, if you want to, if you need a pair of pants, then you're leaner now, like you can buy a pair of pants. We're not, you know, I'm, I know that that's like, again, not jumping down the financial tree here, but like, I know that if I threw away all those pants and if I happen to get to that level of leanness again, and I want to buy a couple of pairs of pants, like, okay, there's a couple of pairs of pants in there that I can afford to buy that, that myself, but I probably won't ever think about it again. It drastically improved my mental state about it. Just like watching them leave the apartment. Um, and won't think about it again financially. Maybe there's a privilege there, of course, like, of course, but yeah, just not something. It's just like from a money perspective versus like how it was making me feel and like what it said about me. I was like, not trying to get super negative about it, but I was like, how long have you had these pants, dude? I was like, you're really keeping these pants? Like, what are you doing? You know, like just like, not that I was, I don't, I wasn't so negative about myself, but I was like, almost like you're better than this. Like you care more, you care about more important stuff than this. I was like, you're not like a, you're not like a hoard this from like a, when you were your absolute leanest and it's the most important thing in your life and you can't let it die. Um, uh, I, I didn't want to be that kind of person. I was like, you, you're, I was like, there's things in your life right now that are more important than that. They, they're, that are that just like the quality of life wise are just more important than fitting into this pair of pants right now. And I want to be the kind of person who has more important than that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, whatever that that's some of that I'm sure is, is hard to apply all the time, but that was just how I was feeling in the moment. So the final thoughts from you guys go. Yeah. Uh, just if, if, if you have to think about your goals as like, you know, can you, can you do this on your worst days? Like, do you, do you also approach your wardrobe that way? You know, like if, like, do, do you, are you as flexible with your wardrobe as you, as, as you are with other things in your life? Even I mean, would you put the same things that you're thinking about yourself in relation to your clothes? Would you put that on your daughter, sister, friend, you know, just, uh, there's a big leap between self-compassion and self-pity. And once you know the difference, like you, it's hard to go back. And I think just like anything else, like of all the things that we teach you as we coach you or, or you, you see for yourself, like this is all part of self-care, right? Mm-hmm. It's like giving yourself a place to feel comfortable in your skin. Right? Yeah. And like, that's really where the hallmark of confidence comes from. Like, if you really think about it, like showing up for yourself, I mean, as is can be the most right thing you ever do. And sometimes it is just about buying one more pair of pants, right? So, and, um, you know, if you don't want to give them away, you can put them on Poshmark or Depop <laughs> and buy some new clothes with that money or two. Very I like cool. that. Well played. That's nice. Awesome, guys. We'll end it there. I, I, I love our episodes and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll stick around after I, I get back next week. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. People people know who we are. No, Don't need to drop your Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, tell but, me you know, like if you're here... You. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're good. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for uh thanks for whatever. All right, I'll see you guys later. Whew, you made it. The butter dish didn't melt your face. Thanks so much for hanging with us. If you enjoy that episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, share it to your social media, or leave a comment. That all really helps. So the kids say. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at Instagram at Butter Your Macros. On the web at butteryourmacros.com. Twitter and TikTok at What's Up Butters. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.